Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Going Up Cast, your weekly feel-good podcast, where this week we talk about a lot of stuff. I know it's kind of a, a non-committal introduction, but um, to be perfectly honest, I forget what we talk about this week. I could have gone back and listened to it and tell you all the bits and bobs that are in this episode, but I didn't, and I'm not going to. So, oh, uh, uh, some of the things are coming back to me. Uh, I talk about the, the World of Warcraft pre-patch expansion um, for, for Shadowlands, which drops in a week. I talk about um, my, my holiday traditions and things I've been doing in that kind of area. We read some more uh, short stories, so that's a lot of fun. And, um, oh, we have our first ever digital unboxing of, uh, of something on the podcast, and that's really cool. I was really excited about that. So we'll get into that here a little bit later on. Uh, but before we get into the podcast, if you like the Going Upcast and wish to support the Going Upcast, there's one thing you can do. You can go to patreon.com forward slash goingupcast, where you can become a $5 patron and get access to the Patreon-exclusive series of me playing a Nuzlocke run of Pokemon Ultra Sun, I believe is what it's called, um, which has recently been uh, has started filming again. So, you know, there's going to be an episode up here pretty soon. Um, and that would be, that'd be wonderful. You can also follow me, um, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at going up cast on all three. And, uh, that'd be, that'd be amazing. If you, if you could, if you could do that for me, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Also make going up cast your homepage. I don't know. Just give that a shot. See how that, see how that tickles you. Yeah, you got all those audiobooks, all those delicious audiobooks. Uh, inheritance is still going strong. We, uh, are approaching the end of the book, however, and I've already begun filming or not filming recording the uh, the next series that we will be diving into and i am more excited to release that series than i have ever been excited about any other series before uh because i think it is some of the finest audiobook work i have ever done it is it is just chock-a-lock full of good comedic moments and i hope you guys really enjoy it uh but for now let's move into the podcast hi everybody it is christmas time and going up cast headquarters. And I know what you're all saying. It's too early. It's too early. What are you doing? Putting up your, your Christmas lights in your tiny Christmas tree you've had since your freshman year of college. Up in, up in your room. Well, I celebrate Christmas uh, a bit earlier than most people because I fucking love Christmas. And um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about it because it makes me all warm and fuzzy. And hey, that's essentially the whole point of the podcast is to feel warm and fuzzy and to have a, a bright spot in the, the current times of, of darkness and despair that we're currently going through. Um, yeah, I put up all my fucking Christmas decorations. I have uh, lights in both my, my living space and in my bedroom. Um, I was really happy this year that I had like enough paintings and semi-permanent structures in all of my rooms to string lights across without using um, thumbtacks. So I don't have to fill holes in my walls. Um, from, from all the tiny little pinpricks that, uh, I used to do like in college, you know, I'd use thumbtacks like every fucking where, but no, the, uh, the lights are just hanging off of all of my paintings and stuff, which is a uh, super convenient and I, I very much enjoy it. They provide ample light, uh, to where I don't have to have like my overhead lights on and it's like an even warm glow, like every inch of my apartment. It's, it's wonderful. And, uh, a couple of days ago I, uh, started doing my Christmas shopping. Uh, for all of my friends and family. And um, I got like a bunch of stuff in. I uh, 
I'm not going to tell you what I got because some of the people who I bought presents for listen to the podcast. Hi, those people. Um, but I bought a bunch of stuff and I've got more stuff showing up in the, in the weeks to come, uh, that I'm, that I'm all wrapping and stuff like that. So my kitchen table has currently become like wrapping center 101 or ground zero or whatever you want to call it. I went out to Costco and I got wrapping paper, tissue paper, uh, tags, ribbon, you know, all the, all the classics and stuff. And, um, regardless of the shape of the present, I'm wrapping everything. Like there's a lot of stuff I bought, um, including like, um, items of uh of clothing and stuff like that that are traditionally better wrapped in like a bag or something like that but i don't have any fucking bags i could get them but i don't want to spend more money on wrapping materials since i have all this wrapping paper so everything's getting wrapped and some of them have been very large um items that have been difficult to wrap but i have like the system broken down where everything gets wrapped in tissue paper first so when i tape the wrapping paper down it doesn't tape it to the actual item it tapes it to the tissue paper and um, then it gets all wrapped up and stuff. And I'm currently stashing everything behind my my TV, uh, for lack of a better place to put it. I don't really need to be hiding anything because everything's wrapped. Um, so it doesn't really matter that it's out in the open. Um, but that's just where I've currently stashed it. Uh, and as more items come in, I'm going to have to find another spot. Because I'm already out of room and I've got like... I've got more shit on the way. So I need, a, I need to figure out a third or a second spot rather. Uh, where I can lay this stuff out, but I absolutely love the holidays. I love the music. I love the fact that it gets cold. Like right now I'm wearing two sweaters. Um, I did finally cave and start turning on the heat in my apartment. Um, cause it is currently, uh, what's the temperature outside? It is fucking, just, uh, it's 37 degrees outside. Oh, fuck me. That's cold. And, um, it's going to warm up a little bit this week because it's supposed to be raining, like, all this week and this weekend, so it'll be in, like, the 50s soon. But, yeah, 37 right now with a high of, uh, 46 today, so it's, it's getting, it's getting chilly. And, um, I don't know what the, what the farmer's almanac is saying for this neck of the woods, but the fact that it's, like, five degrees above freezing in November makes me think it's going to be a very cold and a very snowy winter, um, which I am all for. Working from home, not having to deal with the snow on the commute, let it fucking snow. However, I'm also one of those people where it's like, leading up to Christmas, fucking the snow is amazing and it's magical and it's the season and you get to wear your snow boots and you go outside and you make snow angels and you build a snowman and it's all fun and exciting. Second December 26th hit and Christmas is over, snow is a nuisance and it's awful. And it makes the roads, like, impassable garbage, and it gets in the way, and it's just, oh, it's the worst. So, leading up to Christmas, snow's the best, and afterwards, it's, it's awful, but I absolutely love Christmas. Um, and, and years, it's funny how I, I kind of flipped. Like, don't get me wrong, I love getting things from, from loved ones. I think that is absolutely wonderful. They, they are, they are gifts that I absolutely cherish. But I think I love giving presents more, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, it's... It's so exciting when you find, like, that one perfect thing for that one person. And you're just like, oh, fuck me. That's, like, that's fucking custom made for this individual. And then you get it and you wrap it and you throw it at them. And they open it and go, oh, cool. But it's, oh, I just, I love it. I love I love giving people things. Um, gen generosity is one of my, my chosen characteristics that I think really represents what I'm all about. Um... And this is the time of year where I get to really uh, 
bring that forth, not only in terms of crap I buy for my friends that I super don't need, um, but in terms of like charity and stuff like that. And the holidays is usually around that time when I like to uh, donate to a bunch of uh, different causes and stuff like that. Um, I haven't uh, decided where my funds are going this year just yet, but usually around like December first, I'll start making some. Uh, I'll start writing some checks and uh, and sending some stuff out because fucking the world is on fire at so many different intervals. Regardless of like what's happening this year, there are always problems in the world that need a fixin'. And uh, I like to use the holidays as as that time of year when I try to try to help out a little bit. You know, maybe volunteer somewhere. Do, do my little bit, and I'm not the only one. The holidays are a perfect time for that, so. Yeah, um, it's, it is absolutely the, the season of, what is it? Uh, it's the season of the soul or for Christmas. I can't remember what the, the, the line is, but that is a, that's what's going on in my neck of the woods. Um, I'm very much enjoying the, the Christmas lights and stuff like that, and it's, uh, it's, it's warming. It's a warm time of year, especially as I look towards, uh, Taking, uh, I think I've got three more nature excursions roughly planned this year. One of them needs to happen, like, like fucking next weekend before the snow really starts coming into the mountains. Otherwise, I'm going to lose my window. Um, and then another one is in the lowlands, so that should be fine. And then uh, hopefully making up the, the trip to go to Leavenworth uh, in December for, for fucking Christmastown. And if you've never seen Leavenworth, Washington... Just imagine if they took the the idea of Christmas and turned it into a town. That's that's what Leavenworth is. It is absolutely magical. Um, but yeah, tis the season. Um, and I, I hope you all are getting ready to celebrate uh, your respective holidays, whether it's Christmas, whether it's Hanukkah, whether it's Kwanzaa, whether it's Festivus, rather, whether it's, you know, what are some other awesome holidays that occur around this time of year. Whatever, whatever your, your traditions are, whatever you do, uh, this time of year, or if you do nothing, I know, um, I know a lot of people that have worked in like the service industry who absolutely hate Christmas songs and stuff like that. So that's totally valid too, whatever they are. I hope you're all getting ready to, uh, do whatever it is you do in December. I would love to hear about it. Feel free to email me at goingcast.gmail.com. Tell me your traditions this time of year and we can, we can have a little powwow about it. Um, actually, uh, before we move on to the next thing of the podcast, one of my traditions that, um, I hope to do again this year, all the way back into high school, one thing that I would do with my, my group of friends is we would load up a Minecraft server and we'd all hop down there and play and we'd build like a, like a big communal house. We'd find like a snowy biome and we'd build like a really big house and we would just have fun catching up and playing the game, uh, during the holidays, during like winter break back in school, we would do that. And that's, that's one of my all-time favorite holiday traditions. Um, so I hope we can do that again this year. I'll, I'll boot up like a server or something like that. And I'll, I'll summon the, summon the horn and we'll all hop on there and just start playing some fucking Minecraft. Another one of my traditions is the, uh, the Yogscast is a YouTube channel and they do, uh, charity live streams. Uh, throughout the entire month of December. I have no idea what it's going to look like this year, but I'm pretty positive they're still doing it. Um, and they call it the Jingle Jam. And it's usually accompanied with a, with a Humble Bundle that you can buy for like $30 or $35. Um, and you get access to something like six to $800 worth of games where 100% of the proceeds go to this list of charities. Like Special Effect, Whale and Dolphin uh, Conservation, 
um, the Wallace and Gromit organization, and amongst a bunch of others. Um, I think there's a there's a cancer one that I can't remember. Anyway, um, but December first, the the opening live stream. I always make it a point to watch that one live. Um, and this year it's on a Tuesday because to me that kickstarts off the month of December. And even though I'm already in like the Christmas spirit pretty hardcore, um, it, it won't really hit me until December 1st when uh, when it really sinks in and uh, I go, oh fuck, it's December. My absolute favorite time of year. I get to you know see my friends and family. We get to watch all those classic movies. I get to watch my live streams. It's, it is absolutely what I'm all about. So. If I could have the podcast do like one thing, I'd want it to replicate the warmth of the holiday season just all year round. I know that's a that's a high bar to hit, but maybe someday. Um, but yeah, what are your traditions? What do you guys like to do around the holidays? Let me know at goingcast.gmail.com or feel free to ping me on social medias at goingupcast on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. But for now, let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. This one's kind of a... Um uh, uh, a story that you learn the moral of the lesson afterwards, but uh, sure as fuck didn't realize it when it was actively happening. So, in case you're not aware and have been um just kind of, you know, minding your own business this past week, uh, both the, the Xbox Series X console and the PlayStation 5 have been released to the uh, to the public to the masses, um, and on uh, November twelfth, when the PlayStation dropped, well, if you if you've been listening to this channel for a little while, you'll know that I am a big PlayStation fan. Uh, you know, you got Bloodborne, you got Spider Man, you got the PlayStation VR, you got Persona Five, Persona Five Royal. Like, you know, some of my all time favorite games were on the PlayStation Four. It was an amazing console, and it had incredible games and some of those games I'm still you know playing in like the back of my head uh, I'll get to them one day that, those sort of things but you know I very much wanted the PlayStation 5 so uh, I tried to pre-order it obviously it didn't it didn't go my way I just could not fucking find it for the life of me like anywhere and that was um that was a bummer I very much very much wanted to uh to track one down so I could, you know, play Demon Souls and New Spider-Man and I think there was a Sackboy game that looked pretty good, but that one's also coming out on the PlayStation 4. Actually, quite a few of the air quotes. PlayStation 5 exclusives are also going to be on um, PlayStation 4. Uh, but that's not the point of this. The point of this is that December, November 12th came and, and went, in this case, it's, it's the same day for me. Um, and I tried multiple different retailers, multiple different times, Went on to Walmart because Walmart was like restocking um, their their supplies at like specific intervals of the day, um, and it was like at 3 p.m. you know Eastern Standard Time, they'll will have more, um, which of course is exactly what you don't want to do when this sort of stuff happens because what'll happen is that people will will set up the bots to like just en masse buy them all really fucking quickly um and then all of a sudden hey look at that they're gone but there's a bunch 
on eBay for like $900 if you want to buy one from there. Um, and that's what kept happening to me. I would get the, get the console in my cart and then the cart would keep crashing, uh, because everybody was trying to buy them at the exact same time. Uh, and their, their fucking Walmart servers couldn't handle it. And, uh, by the time I, I would get to like a place where, you know, the servers would, would register my requests, uh, the console would have been removed from my cart because somebody else bought it and it doesn't save your console when you put it into a cart. Um, which is dumb. And, uh, I just gave up. I just, I just stopped. Um, cause A, I don't really have the funds right now to spend on, you know, $700 worth of new console and games. B, as interested as I am to play Spider-Man and Demon Souls, fucking, they're both single player, like, they can wait, you know? I didn't get a PlayStation 4 until like two to three years after that console had been out, you know? Like, and then I had all these great games to go back to. You know, Bloodborne and, um, fucking Uncharted and all that shit. Um, I just, I just, like, picked it up as I went along. And, you know, the PlayStation 4 is, more often than not, it's my fucking Netflix, Disney Plus, HBO Max machine plugged into my fucking TV or my DVD player. You know, that's, that's what it's for. Um, so, yeah, I gave up. Uh, I might pick it up one day, you know, could also be like tomorrow. It could be a couple weeks from now once the hype kind of dies down and it's been a thing for a little while and then stocks aren't so egregiously low and everybody's panicking, trying to get it day one. It's that mentality. It's just like, I got to have it right now. And it wasn't until I failed to buy it for like the fifth time. Um, when it finally clicked to me where I was like, do I even need this right now? I mean, as of, as of this recording, my TV isn't even visible because it is under a fucking veritable mountain of presence because I have literally nowhere else to put them. So they're stacked on my TV console, um, and they surround the TV like a fucking impenetrable fortress. Uh, so even if I got the PlayStation 5, I've had to move all those fucking presents out of the way and that's just not happening. So I'll probably get the PlayStation 5, like later on in December um, maybe there'll be like a fun Black Friday deal. I know Costco had a really good deal where it was like the, the, the $500 version of the PlayStation 5 plus two controllers plus Spider-Man plus a month of PlayStation 4 for like $650. So it was an extra $150. And the controllers are 70 bucks each. Um, which on one hand seems like a lot, but at the same time, like, I've never in my life had a controller break on me. My, my computer controller has is the same usb corded xbox 360 controller that i've had since like fucking middle school shit still works and shit works good like controllers last a very long time so 70 dollars like once you know and unfortunately today's modern world of, of covid it's not like we're gonna have people over to play multiplayer anytime soon so you really only need like the one two if you want to you know rotate them so one charges while the other one's in use um but yeah i don't i don't need it right now and um I'll get it someday, but right now it's it's pretty low on my totem pole of concerns, um, and it was just it was kind of nice to to realize that hey you know what just because the internet's exploding and everybody's all excited for these games you don't have to it's fine it's fine it's always gonna be there well not always but for the next like five to seven years it's gonna be there this is the next console generation it's gonna be around a while. 
And you know, there's going to be a lot of great games that are going to come out. Some of them you'll get, some of them you won't. And that's okay. Especially because fucking World of Warcraft Shadowlands comes out in like less than two weeks. So even if I got the PlayStation 5, I'm playing World of Warcraft Shadowlands for a while. What which would you rather do? You want to spend $700 on new consoles and games or do you want to spend 15 more bucks for another month of WoW so you can do all the fun Shadowlands content? I think I know which one I'm going to go with. It's just too damn convenient to play PC games. My PC is rocking. I'm just going to stick to this for a little while and I'll get the PlayStation 5 eventually. Um, honest to God, biggest driving force behind me getting the PlayStation 5 is so I can give my brother the PlayStation 4. Because now he wants to play all of those great games that the PlayStation 4 had, and Bloodborne, and Spider-Man, and God of War, and Kingdom Hearts 3, and all that shit. He hasn't had the opportunity to play those yet. He doesn't have the PlayStation 4, so that's, that is the big driving force, to be perfectly honest with you. It's so he can get my old console. So he can, he can have those fun, fun memories like I did. Because so. I'm a nice fucking guy. Surprise, surprise, the person who makes a podcast about being happy turns out to be an okay fella. Who'd have thunk it? So, yeah, just the moral of the story is, do you really need it right now? You know how that money for that PlayStation 5 went to instead? Food. It went to food. And then I fucked up making dinner and I put too much salt and pepper in it and now that's all I can taste. So, but I have a strategy on how to fix it. Um, it needs like some fucking sweetness, so I'm just gonna straight up drizzle it in honey, and uh, I think that'll I think that'll do it. My plan is to like kind of thin out the honey so it kind of coats everything as like a like a faux dressing. Um, should be a should be interesting to see how that goes. But I honest to God think that the sweetness from the honey will help cut through the savoriness of the spices, and uh, will make a really tasty uh, tasty dinner. Let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. We have a going up cast uh, first here. This is not going to play well at all in an audio format, but damn it, I'm going to do it anyway. We're going to do an unboxing. <laughs> because I've got this real big fucking box thing here and I want to talk about it. So, um, coming up here pretty soon at the time of recording this, although by the time you guys hear this, I will have already started. Um, I'm running a, a new group, a new D&D group through Curse of Strahd which is a uh, official D&D campaign story. It's one of the more popular ones uh, where you pit your party against uh, some traditional uh, vampiric gothic horror uh, as they go up against one of the most notorious D&D villains of all time, uh, Count Strad von Zarkovich. Um, and I didn't have the physical book. I didn't have the books. So I went over to my local game shop. Um, please support your local brick and mortars. Uh, and I saw that they have these super big versions of Curse of Strahd called Curse of Strahd Revamped. It comes in a, a giant black coffin looking thing. Uh, so I'm going to open it and we're going to talk about what's inside it because I'm really excited to run uh, Curse of Strahd. So it has a, a cardboard sleeve over the coffin. That's just kind of like the, you know, like the barcode and stuff and it tells you what's inside it. Um, but I'm going to ignore that. Uh, that's just recycling. The box itself is uh, cardboard. Um, it has this gorgeous, like, silver embossed design over it of uh, of what I, I'm pretty sure is the Ravenloft Crest. Uh, Ravenloft is the um, city in which this story takes place. So there's nothing on the back. So I'm just going to slide the coffin lid off of here. And let's take a look at what we got. So the first thing we're introduced with is a, a, a giant, I think, piece of paper. Is this a poster? What is this? I think it's a poster of um, 
Strahd asleep in the coffin. Um, oh, and on the back of it is um, Strahd's stats. So Strahd von Zorkovich. Um, I'm not going to read his stats because people who are going to be in this campaign um, can... Uh, well, yeah, they're gonna they listen to the podcast, so I don't wanna I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but just glancing over it, he doesn't seem that challenging to be perfectly honest. I've seen far more threatening um villains, but I suppose his his you know he's got the okay. Well 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 I suppose if like if you if you really do it if you really do it justice, then I suppose he could be a right proper bastard. That's super cool. I love this giant poster thing, and he's got his stats on the back. But I think that's awesome. So that's fun. Uh, radical. I can't put that on my wall because I need it. Oh, that's nice. Uh, so it's got these little like velvety pull tabs so to help you take the items out of the fancy box, which is very much appreciated. Uh, Taroka deck. So, I, I, I know a little bit about this campaign, um, and I don't think this is really spoilery, because I think it's a really fun uh, game mechanic. Um, but there's a scene, like, right at the start, where your party will meet, like, a, uh, like a fortune teller. Um, and what the fortune teller does is the fortune teller basically uh, performs a, uh, a, a future prediction using these Taroka cards. Um, I don't know why they're not just tarot cards, but they, they're they specifically labeled here as Taroka cards. Let's take a look at these. Um, yeah, they're just, they're just like, it's like tarot cards. They're just giant cards with symbols on them. Um, and the results of the drawing influence different aspects of the campaign. Uh, so if they get blank card, then X thing will happen. Uh, which means, I guess, theoretically, um this uh, story would have some replayability uh, in terms of what the card reading is. So I thought that was super cool. And I'm relatively certain if you don't have the physical cards, you can just um, do it with dice rolls um, or normal tarot cards, I suppose, if you just do like a one-to-one. Um, but I wanted the physical cards so I could do it legit. So it's got like artifact and beast. There's a card called broken one and dark lord. Donjon, Seer, Ghost, Horseman, Wizard, Necromancer, Berserker, Dictator. They've got like numbers attached to some of them. I have no idea what that's about. I've never performed a tarot card or a Taroka card reading. Um, I think they're just tarot cards. I don't think that like, I don't think Taroka is a, is a fancy thing. But the backs of these all have this gorgeous silver embossed foiling on them. And they're, they're pretty decent cardstock. Um, there's a couple of like weird printing things. Uh, that I'm not a super big fan of, but no, I think that's, I think that's good as hell. Um, underneath the Taroka deck cards, there is this stack of what looks like, uh, postcards, um, that say, welcome to Barovia, wish you weren't here, and on the back it says, Death House is a dark fixture in the village of Barovia, it has burned to the ground more than once, only to rise from the ashes time and again by its own will. Locals give the house a wide berth for fear of antagonizing the spirits that haunt it. So it's just a, a cool little stack of, um, Postcards. That's kind of fun. I don't know when I would ever need or use postcards, uh, but it's kind of ah oh, fuck. I messed up the um uh, the little handy dandy pull tab because I put the postcards back on top of the pull tab and not that difficult to get out. Okay, I really need to not do that. And then okay, postcards go in. 
Taroku deck goes in. Okay. And then we have uh, another big stack here, which uh, includes the, the Curse of Strahd. Oh, it's the Curse of Strahd revamped book. So it's not the it's not the original text. It is a, it's a brand spanking new text. Unleash the Terror Ravenloft in this dread adventure uh, for the world's greatest role-playing game. Well, that is that is fair because D&D is pretty rad. Um, well, just scanning it real quick. Um, it looks to be about the same. Um, I guess it doesn't have as much of the intro text. Just kind of glancing at this. Um, like there's a little blurb. Um, no, that's the same. Oh, no, it's all here. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's just, uh, the, the same as it was before. Teaches you how to do the, uh, the Taroka card reading. Goes into, uh, the people of the village. I basically need to read this entire book by Monday. Uh, so I understand, uh, what the fuck the, uh, the campaign is gonna be. Because I, I don't know. I've never played Curse of Strike. But my book is, uh, is like paperback, which is very nice. Um, whip. That's fun. And then underneath it, there is a thing called Creatures of Horror. There's a couple of things here, actually. Plastic. Uh, the Creatures of Horror thing. Let's take a look at that. This appears to be a little book. Um, and it looks like it is... Oh, it's a, it's a micro monster manual uh, for uh, enemies specific to this campaign. Baba Lasaga's Creeping Hut, Broom of Animated Attack, Baba Lasaga, um, which I'm guessing is based off of uh, Baba Yaga, which is kind of fun. Uh, definitely very Eastern European inspired. Um, Esmeralda de Avner, cool. Uh, Madame Ava, and there's something called Mongrel Folk. Um, okay, okay. There's somebody called Piddlewick II, which appears to be a haunted puppet. Oh, this is going to be great. More vampires. Awesome. So it has a little... There's a were-raven. Fucking sick. Uh, so yeah, a little, little monster manual. Very cool, very, very cool. Big fan of that. I always love monster stats, because you can put them in whatever game you fucking want. Uh, there's a little book here called Taroka Deck, which I'm guessing... Uh, hold on. Uh, tells you... Um, the, the layout of the cards and what they all mean. Um, and then it has little images of all of the cards so you can make little uh, comparisons. That's kind of fun. Uh, there's a note here that says from the tomb of Strahd. Um, oh, interesting. There, there, there are these passages. Oh, I'm guessing these are like um, the, 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 the party members will encounter these readings um, as they adventure. Uh, am I supposed to, like, cut these out? Maybe. Maybe I'm supposed to cut these out and hand them to him. I don't know. Because there's a couple where it's, like, more than one printed on a single sheet. Um, but then some of these are also... Yeah, I think I'm supposed to cut these out. Um, which I'm probably not going to do at this moment because, um... Watch me, Jigger. Uh, we're not playing in person, so I'm just going to leave those as they are... Well, that's super cool. I love physical handouts. You can hand your players. Uh, there is a big old map that looks like you can use whiteboard markers on it, which is fucking sick. Uh, it's like this cool laminate paper. Um, and it is the entire map of Barovia along with like 
the the cities they're in. Um, and I think it's double-sided. Oh, it's double-sided. And it tells you the, the layout of Castle Ravenloft. Wow. Apparently Ravenloft Heights is uh, 360 feet tall. That's cool. That's amazing. I very much wish I was playing this game in person because I have all these fun little tools and stuff like that. Oh, a Dungeon Master screen. Wow. The art on this is awesome. Uh, so it's got your four panels. Looks like it's got a, a, a house, um, Castle Ravenloft, uh, a windmill, and then another castle I don't quite recognize, but the art is kind of pastel. Um, it's very nice. This is a, a well-made Dungeon Master screen. And as a, as a long-time Dungeon Master, this is very nice. Looking at the, uh, the details on the inside of the Dungeon Master screen, we've got uh, daytime random encounters, nighttime random encounters, how to do the card reading, um, long jump, high jump, suffocating, concentration, yep. Things you can do on your turn, uh, various conditions, prone, restrained, stunned, unconscious, petrified, paralyzed. Um, the DCs for things, taking damage by level and severity, um, object hit points, object armor classes, those are, those are nice, like doors and stuff like that, how cover works, um, a name generator for people of Barovia, the mists of Ravenloft, wow. Fantastic. What a box. That's got a lot of great stuff in it. This is exactly what I wanted. Having never run this campaign, um, having these resources, especially the map, oh my god, is, uh, is excellent. I love these physical uh, journal entries. I think that's rad as hell. Uh, the, the official tarot cards. It all helps with immersion, and that is simply spectacular. What a cool box. What a cool, cool box. Where's my cursor straw thing? There he is. We'll put that back on top. Get the lid. And we're going to seal you away uh, for Monday. That was awesome. Wow, that's that's amazing. Fucking D&D needs to do more collector box things for their goddamn campaign settings. Um, I'm glad they did it with Cursus Strahd. It was very fortuitous. I was all set to buy the, the normal book, and then I saw this fancy-ass coffin box, and I'm like... Well, <laughs> that's the campaign I'm doing, so I might as well get it. Fuck, that was cool. Oh, man, I can't wait to get started. I'll be sure to give you guys um, updates on how the campaign is coming along uh, as it happens. So thank you all very much for joining me for the first ever uh, podcast audio unboxing. Uh, let's move on to the next thing of the podcast. It is time to resuscitate. The classic fairy tales, the time of spooks is long since past. We will return to spooks next year because I really only like to do spooks for October um, because I don't do spooks very well. So, and if you listen to all the spooks from that whole thing, uh, you'll know that fucking shit isn't really scary in audiobook form, at least not when I do it. So, uh, what's the point? Anyway, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. The classic, the beloved Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Once upon a time, there were three bears who lived in a house of their own in a wood. Once, or one, pfft, awesome. One of them was Little Wee Bear. I don't remember them being called that. And one was Middle-Sized Bear, and the other was Great Big Bear. Wasn't it like Mama Bear, Papa Bear, and Little Baby Bear? Or maybe that's just like one of the tellings. That for, I don't fucking know. Um, no, who cares? 
They eat, and they had each a chair to sit in. A little chair for the little wee bear, a middle-sized chair for the middle-sized bear, and the great chair for the great big bear. And they each had a bed to sleep in. A little bed for the little wee bear, and a middle-sized bed for the middle-sized bear, and a great big bed for the great big bear. One day, after they had all made the porridge for their breakfast, and poured it into their porridge bowls, because naturally, what the fuck else would you put it in? They walked down to the woods while the porridge was cooling, that they might not burn their mouths by beginning too soon, for they were polite, well-brought-up bears. And while they were away, a little girl called Goldilocks, who was a fucking bitch living on the other side of the wood and been sent out on an errand by her mom, passed by the house and looked in the window. And she peeped in at the keyhole. Wait. W windows don't have keyholes. For she was not at all a well-brought-up little girl. And then seeing nobody in the house, from your two perspective points, you dumbass, she lifted the latch. The door was not fastened because the bears were good bears who did nobody any harm and never suspected that anybody would harm them, except for this stupid little breaking and entering bitch. So Goldilocks broke into the house and went inside. And well pleased was she when she saw the porridge on the table. And if she had been a well brought up little girl, she would have waited till the bears came home. And then perhaps they would have asked her to breakfast, for they were good bears, a little rough or so, as the manner of bears is. But for all that, a very good-natured and hospitable bear. But she was an impudent, rude little bitch, and so she set about helping herself. First, she tasted the porridge of the great big bear, and it was too hot for her. Next, she tasted the porridge of the middle-sized bear, but it was too cold for her. And then she went to the porridge of the wee little bear and tasted it. And it was neither too hot or too cold, but just right. And she liked it so well that she ate it all up, every bit. So, just real quick. I mean, Great Big Bear probably has the largest porridge bowl, which means the surface area of the porridge is greater than the bowls in the other two. So it should have cooled down faster, I would have said. But of course, there's also more there. So the heat retention in the greater amount of porridge could be, it could be you know, stronger. By that logic, the coldest porridge should have been the smallest porridge. Because it cools down faster because there's less there to cool down. Um, I don't know. I know the science about porridge temperatures and all that stuff. Anyway, Goldilocks is a cunt. Then Goldilocks, who was tired, for she had been catching butterflies instead of running on her own. What the fuck? You're useless. Mom told you to go out and get some bread or something. And you're just like, fuck that, I'm going to eat bear porridge. Ugh. Instead of running on her own, sat sate down in the chair of the great big bear, but it was too hard for her. Then she sate down. It says sat, but it's S-A-T-E for some reason. So it's sate. And she sate down in the chair of the middle-sized bear, but that's too soft for her. But when she sat down in the chair of the little wee bear, it was neither hard nor too soft, but just right. So she seated herself in it, and there she sate until the bottom of the chair came out. And down she came plump onto the ground. And that made her very cross, so she was a bad-tempered little cunt. Now, being determined to rest and continue being a little monster, Goldilocks went upstairs to the bedchamber in which the three bears slept. First, she laid down upon the bed of the great big bear, but it was too high at the head for her. Next, she lay down in the bed upon the bed of the middle-sized bear, but it was too high at the foot for her. Then she lay down upon the bed of the wee little bear, and that was neither too high at the head nor at the foot, but just right. So she covered herself up comfortably and lay there till she fell fast asleep. By this time, the three bears thought their porridge would be cool enough for them to eat properly, so they came home to breakfast. Now, Carolus Goldilocks left the spoon of the great big bear standing in his porridge. Someone has eaten my porridge, said the great big bear in his great rough, rough voice. 
And then the middle-sized bear looked at his porridge, saw the spoon was standing in it. Someone has been in my porridge, said the middle-sized bear in a middle-sized voice. Then the wee little bear looked at his, and there was a spoon in the porridge bowl, but the porridge was all gone. Someone has eaten up my porridge, and it's all fucking gone, said the wee little bear in his wee little voice. Upon this, the three bears, seeing that someone had entered their house and eaten up the little wee bear's breakfast, began to look about them. Now the careless Goldilocks had not put the hard cushion straight when she rose from the chair of the great big bear. Someone's been sitting in my chair, said the great big bear in a great gruff, rough voice. Actually says in his great, rough, gruff voice. And the careless Goldilocks had squatted down on the soft cushion of the middle-sized bear. Someone's been sitting in my chair, said the middle-sized bear in his middle-sized voice. Someone's been sitting in my chair. And has sate their bottom through, said the wee little bear in his wee little voice. Then the three bears thought they had better make further search in case there was a burglar. So they went upstairs to the bedchamber. Now Goldilocks had pulled the pillow of the great big bear out of its place. Someone's been lying in my bed, said the great big bear in his great gruff, gruff voice. And Goldilocks had pulled the bolster of the middle-sized bear out of its place. Someone's been lying in my bed, said the middle-sized bear in his middle-sized voice. But when the wee little bear came to look at his bed... And there was the bolster in its place, and the pillow was um, in its place upon the bolster. And upon the pillow, there was Goldilocks's yellow head, which was not in its place, for she had no fucking business being there. Someone's been lying on my bed, she's still fucking here, said the wee little bear in his wee little voice. Now Goldilocks had heard her sleep, uh, had heard in her sleep the great rough gruff voice of the great big bear, but she was so fast asleep um, that it was no more to her than the roaring of the wind or the rumble of thunder. When she heard the uh, middle-sized voice of the middle-sized bear, it was only as if she had heard someone speaking in a dream. But when she heard the little wee voice of the little wee bear, it was so sharp and so shrill, and awakened her at once. Uh, she started, and when she saw the three bears on one side of the bed, she tumbled herself out on the other and ran to the window. Now the window was open, because bears like good, tidy bears, as they were always open their bedchamber window when they got up in the morning. So not frightened little Goldilocks jumped, and whether she broke her neck in the fall or ran into the woods and was lost there, or found her way out in the woods and got whipped for being a bad girl and playing truant, no one can say... But the three bears never saw anything more of her. I personally hope she fell out the window and died. Because fuck you, Goldilocks. You don't break into people's houses. You bloody monster. Oh my god. Oh, that just... Ah, oh, that story made me mad. Grr, it made me mad. Fuck you, Goldilocks. So for this next air quotes story... Um, cause this isn't a story. This is a, this is a proclamation. Um, I was scrolling through like the Thanksgiving stories and there are a couple of, of them and I'm probably will read one or two of them. Um, because you know, Thanksgiving is right around the corner and fucking Thanksgiving gets so little media, you know, pop in a Thanksgiving movie that isn't Charlie Brown or Thanksgiving, I guess. I don't know. Um, but I saw this at the bottom of the, of the page and I was like, oh, that'd be fun and different. And fucking, I don't know this piece of, uh, of, you know, history, so I thought it'd be fun to read it. And there's a little blurb at the top that tells us exactly what we're about to listen to. During the American Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed a national Thanksgiving Day to be celebrated on the final Thursday of November, beginning in 1863. The document was written by Secretary of State William H. Seward, and it reads as follows. So it's the Thanksgiving Day Proclamation as delivered by Abraham Lincoln. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try to read it justice. And I'm gonna read it straight. And we're gonna get a little bit of Americana in here. All right, here we go. <clears throat> the year that is drawing toward its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come, others have been added, 
which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the haunt which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. In the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and to provoke their aggression, peace has been preserved with all nations, order has been maintained, the laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict. While the theater has been greatly contracted by the advancing armies and navies of the unions, Needful diversion of wealth and of strength from the fields of peaceful industry to the national defense have not arrested the plow, the shuttle, or the ship. The axe has enlarged the borders of our settlements, and the mines, as well of iron and coal as of the precious metals, have yielded even more abundantly than heretofore. Population has steadily increased, notwithstanding the waste that has been made in the camp, the siege, and the battlefield. And the country, rejoicing in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor, is permitted to expect continence or continuance of years with large increase of freedom no human counsel hath devised nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things they are the gracious gifts of the most high god who while dealing with us in anger for our sins hath nevertheless remembered mercy it has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly reverently and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States, and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as the day of Thanksgiving in praise to our, um, to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him, for such singular deliverances and blessings that uh, they do also with humble penance for our national perverseness and disobedience, uh, commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, and sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged, and fervently implore the interposition of the Almighty Hand to heal the wounds of the nation and restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purpose to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. In testimony whereof I have hereunto set my hand, and caused the seal of the United States to be affixed. Done at the city of Washington on this third day of October, in the year of our Lord, 1863, and of independence of the United States, the 88th. Proclamation to President Abraham Lincoln, October 3rd, 1863. So he just fucking created Thanksgiving. I wonder what made him choose, like, that Thursday of, uh, of, of November. Because Thanksgiving's a weird day because it's a floating holiday. It's always on the fourth Thursday of November. It's not fixed to a fucking day like Christmas. Christmas is, you know, December 25th. But if you ask, you got to Google, like, every year, like, the exact day of Thanksgiving. Which, of course, this year is on the 26th of November. I think last year was on the 21st or something like that. It's weird how time, like, arranges itself. Um, but I thought it'd be fun because... Only, only once before have I ever been given the opportunity to read, like, speeches. Um, and that was for, like, a voice acting gig. And for some reason, they didn't like my style. A fucking mystery that is, huh? I guess they didn't like me swearing all the time, but... Hey, gathers Thanksgiving Day Proclamation. Who said you couldn't learn something today? Let's move on to the next thing in the podcast.
One thing that we are probably all decently aware of, especially me, is that uh, a week from today, by the time y'all hear this, the latest World of Warcraft expansion, Shadowlands, is going to drop. And I, for one, am very excited. The fact that Shadowlands is right around the corners is one of the ultimate reasons why I'm not killing myself over trying to get a PlayStation 5 at this very moment. That and I can't afford one right now. But I wanted to talk a little bit about um, my, my pre-patch experience and uh, things I'm looking forward to in Shadowlands. Because it's I'm, I'm very excited. I'm really, really, really excited. Um, I have played World of Warcraft since Draenor, technically. Um, but I really didn't get into World of Warcraft until Legion. Um, and I fucking loved Legion. I loved the class hall. I loved grinding up the weapons. I loved all that shit. And then I did Battle for Azeroth pretty hard in the beginning, faded away. And then over the last couple of months, I, I finished Battle for Azeroth and like caught up in terms of the story and stuff like that. So I'm ready and raring to go for Shadowlands. And um, the pre-patch has uh, been pretty fun. Uh, right now, basically, in World of Warcraft, what you do is you go and fight uh, Nathaniel's dick face, whatever, the, the undead guy um, who works with Sylvanas. And then fucking Tyrande shows up and chops his head off and it's fucking badass and awesome. And I got like a level 115 bow out of that guy and I thought that was sick. Uh, and the bow looks really cool. And then after that you go off to Ice Crown in Northrend where the uh, fucking rift into the, the Shadowlands has been made in the planet because uh, Sylvanas broke the, the Lich King's helm. Uh, and you fight uh, a rotation of, I think it's like 20 guys. Uh, every 20 minutes in, in Ice Crown, a, a rare shows up. And from these rares, you get these um, these items that I can't remember the name of, like Darkened Soul Stones or something like that. And with those Soul Stones, you can go to uh, this trader dude, basically. And um, for 15 Soul Stones... Uh, or with these soul stones, you trade them in, and then you get Argent Commendations. And for 15 Argent Commendations, you can get a piece of gear for your specialization in your class. And it's a really good way to get, um, like, fresh characters uh, to item level 100, at least in terms of armor, if not in terms of weapons. Um, because everything that the dude sells is item level 100. So by default, you'll be item level 100, and the item level current cap is 125. Uh, and that's if you do like a bunch of mythic plus stuff so that's that's really good for for new players like if you wanted to get an alt you know ready for shadowlands or whatever you could um you could do that i've tried to do alternate characters but i i really only care about my my main character and playing alternate classes or doing different things it just doesn't interest me um so i really only care about my main character and so like all the all the transmog sets and all the mounts and stuff it's for this character and so every now and then, uh, like when I'm watching Critical Role or if I'm rendering a video or something like that and just kind of mindless, I'll um, hop onto WoW and basically what you do is you go from, you go to one of 20 locations and it's on a set rotation. It's really obvious to figure out who's coming up next. And you hang out, you you fight the boss with like 500 other people, you, you get your stones and then you go, you fly to the next location and you wait. And so like every 20 or so minutes you like play a little bit of WoW and then you go back to doing whatever the hell you were doing and stuff like that and it's been a really nice kind of relaxing thing to do to get ready for shadowlands um and there are like uh dailies and stuff like that they give you even more um argent commendation like at this point i just want the set i want the i want the the transmog set 
Um, so I'm trying to get all the pieces. But it's been a, it's been really good. It's a, it's a nice light kind of activity to do, um, leading up to Shadowlands, which I know is going to just be an absolute. Uh, well, hopefully it's going to be fun. Um, you know, I've got a lot of WoW subscription, you know, time booked out for uh, for Shadowlands, so I'm hopeful that it's going to be fun. We will find out in a week. It's a week away. Um, but the pre-patch has been a lot of fun. So if you if you want to play WoW, you know, now's the time to get into it because uh, they've got like this item that'll give you a 16% experience boost, uh, which means you can level up super fucking quickly, especially if you do like dungeons and stuff. Um, and then once you hit level 50, you'll get access to the pre-patch Shadowland quests and then you can go off and um, get your fucking armor and stuff. And you could probably get an all You could easily get an alternate character ready for Shadowlands release um, in the week you have remaining. I believe. If you do it right. If you grind up with like some friends and stuff and just kind of blitz your way through the game, you could probably do it. Um, I'm almost tempted to do that just to prove that it's possible, but I think I'm okay. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been really good. So, just wanted to talk about that a little bit. There you go. I think that'll do it for this week's episode of The Going Up Cast. Um, I just wanted to share something real quick here at the end. I have just finished filming uh, the next episode of the Patreon-exclusive Pokemon Nuzlocke run, which I know has been on hiatus, I guess, uh, for a while now. But I'm hoping that um, I can start getting those episodes going up again. Probably not weekly, um, but I'm gonna do my best to make them, you know, reasonably quickly, so we can we can get them up and we can get them out, and uh, we can continue that wonderful adventure. So if you want to see the Pokemon Nuzlocke episodes, I believe there are seven currently out, and I think I just filmed episode eight. I'm, I'm not 100% sure on those numbers. Uh, go to patreoncom upcast and you'll have uh, access to all of the previous episodes right then and there, and you can watch them and uh, enjoy them and have fun with them. And thank you all very much. And I will see you all next week for another episode of the Going Up Cast. And all throughout this week for more chapters of Inheritance, we're getting very close to the end of the book, mere 200 plus pages away. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. Stay safe. Please, you know, wash your hands, wear a mask. The numbers are climbing, but let's, you know, keep indoors as much as possible and away from other people and everything will be A-OK. -okay. Have a good one, everyone.